0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Money Moves for Teens. My name is Tally Levy, and I'm here to inform and inspire my teenage peers by discussing the topics of business, entrepreneurship, and personal finance. I'm so grateful you were able to take the time to listen today, and I hope you find value in this episode. One of the most important things you can do for your future to set yourself up for success currently and later in life is to save your money. Understanding and mastering the art of saving will lead to financial success and freedom in your future. In this episode, we're taking it back to the basics. I'm going to lead today by talking about the basics of saving your money, and then I'll follow with exactly how families can begin to save together and why it's so important for kids to learn about money while they're young. This episode is going to sound a little different than others I've recorded because I'll be addressing the parent audience of my podcast rather than my teenage peers, but even so this information will benefit both parents and teens so whoever you are listening, you should still learn something from today's episode. Let's start by defining saving. Saving means to put your money aside so you have it in future times when you need it. So much of our life revolves around money and how we interact with it. And many things in life require the use of money. Weddings, cars, housing, education, you name it. Since all of these life events require money, you want to make sure you have some when these needs and situations do arise, which is where saving comes in. You want to save some of the money you make now so you have it for the future. Pretty straightforward. Now, there are two types of savings, short-term savings and long-term savings. People's definitions of the short and long-term are relative, but most associate short with anywhere from 6 months to 3 years and long with over 3 years. And the differentiation between the two is important because labeling a savings goal as one or the other is going to help you with prioritization when it comes to saving, and it'll help you decide where to save your money. Because yes, there comes a point when the money doesn't only sit in a piggy bank, there are several locations, types of accounts, where you can decide to put your money based on your needs, and based on whether you're saving for the short or the long term. Maybe a short-term savings goal for a teenager is to save for their first car or a concert ticket with friends. And some long-term savings goals could be to save for a house or a retirement. As I said, people save their money in different places for different situations. Savings accounts, 401ks, IRAs, they're all places your money can be saved and they all offer their own unique benefits and drawbacks. Let's take retirement savings as an example. This is a long-term savings goal, which means you're okay with adding to this retirement money pile and letting it sit for some time. In that case, you'd probably want to choose an account where you can put that money into investments like stocks or bonds and earn a nice return on that money because of all the years you have ahead of you. But if you save in a Roth IRA, for example, a type of individual retirement account, that would also mean you can't withdraw money from the account until you are 59 and a half as of the current rules without being penalized. So does that still work for your situation? Probably yes, because the average retiring age is 67 years old. You'd be good. But, if you wanted to save some money for the short term, maybe for a shopping trip out with friends, it wouldn't be a smart idea to put that money into a Roth IRA because of the tax rules surrounding them. Instead, maybe you put your money into a savings account at a bank where you can withdraw that money at any time completely tax-free. This thought process is what I mean when I say deciding on where to put your money based on your needs and situation. If done successfully, you can end up becoming wealthier just by picking the right place to put your money. So, if you didn't know before, I think you're realizing now that saving money has layers to it. There's a little more to it than just stashing some cash under your mattress and calling it a day. But that's why it's important to have these conversations, to raise awareness about this topic, and educate people on the subject of saving money. Okay, now that we're all on the same page when it comes to saving money and its importance, let's get into why families should talk about money and saving and how doing so will benefit the next generation. So, there are several reasons why people strongly suggest parents teach their kids about money from an early age, and I'll explain one main example of why people suggest this, then I'll cover the good that comes out of families implementing this point. One of the main reasons why people push for parents to teach their kids about money while they're young is because PBS.com states that by age 7, money habits are already set in a child's brain. It's crazy to think about how early that is in a child's life. But that's why it's very important to be intentional about making those habits they pick up good ones that will benefit their life. And because it is so early on, they will most likely be forming these habits based on what they see you, their parents, doing with their money. Also, this is not to say there is nothing you can do after age 7, that's definitely not the case, it just goes to show that talking about money and setting a good example for your kids at this stage in their life is so important because very early on, they are already starting to develop these money habits. Now for the benefits that come about when they learn about money and savings at an early age. First is literally the fact that they're starting early. They get a head start. If they need to save money to buy their first car at age 16, being able to start saving at age 10 versus 15 gives them a longer time horizon to save for their purchase which is very beneficial. But probably the greatest money gift you can ever give a child is actually not physical money but a head start when it comes to investing. Teaching your kid how to invest in their teen and even preteen ages. Time becomes so valuable in this equation because of something called compound interest, where your money grows upon itself, and having more time for your money to grow results in this compounding effect where the numbers still to this day blow people's minds. I'll give you a numbers example right now. Let's say a person starts investing at age 30. They save $100 every month with a 7% return on their money all the way until they reach age 70. Over that 40-year time period, they would have made $262,481. Now, compare that amount to if the person had started investing at age 15 versus 30. Keeping all the other stats, they would have $779,491. That is a pretty sizable difference, and the only factor that changed was time. I'll say it again, an early investing start impacts the end result significantly, and getting your kids on this path from an early age will benefit their future so much. Second, when you teach kids about money and saving early on in their life, it can lessen the chance of them falling into large amounts of debt as an adult, a situation many adults find themselves in. If you think about it, what's on the flip side of saving? Spending. And people like to spend money but if not taught how to properly and responsibly spend money, people can find themselves in these deep debt traps they feel they can't get out of. According to DaveRamsey.com, 80% of Americans are in debt, and CNBC.com stated that 45% of the people they tested in a survey said that they were worried about their financial future because of managing debt levels. Debt can feel like a heavy weight to carry, but unfortunately, it's become such a societal norm because of people's common use of credit cards. But stepping away from the stats and causes of debt, I want to reiterate that educating your child about money early on and teaching them that money is a finite resource with limits will help them understand basic money principles and create good habits around their saving and spending, which can help them avoid large amounts of debt later in life. And third, starting this money conversation early helps your kids have a greater understanding about money as a whole and, as I just said, helps them develop good habits around their use of money. Habits are started and mindsets are formed from an early age, so being intentional about making these money habits and mindsets beneficial for your kids is so important and will help them out so much in their future. When they're out in the real world, at places like college for example, there will be people left and right offering them this credit card or that program, which may be overwhelming and confusing for them to experience if they didn't start with a solid money foundation early on in life. So that's what you would be building for your kids in whichever way you see best, the solid money foundation, so that they can respond to those examples I just mentioned confident in their answers because of their knowledge of this topic. Now that you know why you should talk to your kids about money, let's discuss exactly how you can start to have these money conversations with your kids and even save as a family. First, before a person can manage their money, they have to earn money first. So encourage your child to begin working, whether they take an entrepreneurial route and start their own business or work at the local mall, them making money by themselves is a step in the right direction. I have several episodes out in this podcast as well that cover job ideas teens can start today. And yes, you can give your kids some money and tell them to save 10% of it, but studies show that they learn about the process more effectively when it's their own money they're managing. So first, encourage your child to make money of their own. Second, don't only tell them to save their money, but explain why they should. Without that aspect of it, to them, it could look like you're suggesting they put money aside for no good reason when it could be going towards some new clothes or shoes they want. So you have to let them know what that good reason is along with teaching them how to save for them to fully understand your intention. Your goal should be to get them actually excited about saving their money because they'll know all the positive things it will bring to their future. Third, discuss your child's short and long-term savings goals as a family and encourage and motivate them throughout the process of saving for those goals. Doing so will hold them accountable to their saving and regularly checking in can create opportunities for good money conversation within your family. Also, them coming up with saving goals in the first place is beneficial because it creates the purpose and drive behind their saving. Fourth, when opening your child's accounts, have them present in the process. It might not be the most fun thing in the world, but them seeing and understanding where their money is online and what it looks like will give them a deeper understanding of the process. And definitely when it comes to investing, have them there as you look at what stocks, for example, you plan to buy for them. It creates an amazing learning opportunity. And lastly, fifth, open up the discussion to other money topics such as budgeting so your kid can learn about all the different aspects of this large money subject, because again, doing so at this stage in their life will benefit their future greatly. So those were the five ways you can start talking to your kids about money. Encourage them to earn money of their own, explain to them why and how they should save their money, ask them to create short and long-term savings goals, have them present while opening accounts and managing money inside of them, and lastly, open up the floor for them to ask about different money topics they're interested in. Also, one thing I didn't mention earlier that you can definitely do is to introduce them to resources, such as this podcast, where they can learn about money on their own and ask you questions about what they learn. I hope all of the information talked about today was beneficial to whoever listening and that these kinds of money conversations will be held all across the world in hopes of a successful financial future for the next generation. That concludes another episode of Money Moves for Teens. Thank you for tuning in today and remember to thank yourself for creating the space to learn something new. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be a huge help to me and others if you would share my content with those who might benefit from the information. You're always welcome to leave a rating and review and if you have any questions or would like to follow me on other media, you can visit my website moneymovesforteens.com. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you guys in my next episode.